1: Your official station to talk Giants, The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
0: It's after 1 a.m. Keith McPherson on the fan, KM to 2 a.m. As we proceed, looking at some things. First off, I was just talking to Marco about this. Um, it makes perfect sense to rest Judge today, tonight. We've seen them do this before, give him the rest going into a uh, travel day. So he has like a weekend, a little, you know, double off day. These games don't matter. You've heard me say that now, right? Now that the division is clinched, the rest of the games do not matter. Yeah, we would like to see the Yankees win 100 games. They could do that while resting Judge tomorrow. If they lose this series to the Blue Jays, it does not matter. Rest this guy. This guy has played every day. He's had to carry. He's had to deal with the weight of the world on him, right? He's had to deal with the team on his back but also all of this pressure and all of this added media attention and coverage around him breaking the record, him getting to 61. Give him a break. Give him a rest. He's drinking. He's partying. These guys will probably go out somewhere in Toronto. I was just thinking, I'm like, I bet you they got the contact for Drizzy Drake. I bet you they can get in touch with Drake's people. Or whoever else is in Canada, Toronto, I don't know, Justin Bieber, the weekend. I'm sure there's somewhere somewhere. For these guys to slide to a private club. They might be there right now as we speak. Give Judge the day off. I just said to Marco, Harrison Bader, and I said this in my Tell Me Something Cool. Harrison Bader didn't play for four months. He comes back. He's had two off days before. Judge is at one. Give him a break. Last week, these guys sounded like they were getting sick. Boone's voice, Judge even. It's exhausting. I was talking about how tired I was last week going to all the games except for the game that he hit 60. But then I went to all the games except for Sunday. So I think I went to four games in a row, five games in a row, and it's it's tiring. I can't imagine how they handle it, sleeping, turnaround, around, coming right back to the ballpark and having to play a game. I'm fine with Judge getting some rest. And then also I did pull up the uh, postseason format. So if you haven't heard, this is what it is, right? So in the wild card series, which that shouldn't have anything to do with the Yankees and hopefully shouldn't have anything to do with the Mets. We're not concerned about that, but they will play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three games in a row. If you take the first two games, you don't get a third game. But in the division series, this does concern the Yankees. Let's say the Yankees are considered ALDS game one, um, ALDS-A. Game one will be Tuesday, October 11th. Then they don't play on Wednesday, October 12th. Then... ALDS-A game two will be on Thursday, October 13th. Then they don't play Friday. Then they will play Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, three days in a row. And I believe that those first two games would be in New York, the second two games would be on the road, and then that last game would be uh, in New York. And I don't know about travel, but like you usually need a travel day. Right. So how is that set up? That's what I'm trying to find now, right? How is it set up with home field advantage? Where uh you know, where are games one, two played, uh, where are games, you know, three, four, five played. I I understand the break in between them. I really don't understand it. Like if you're gonna put a break in between the games, it should be later in the series. It shouldn't be play a game, break, play a game, break, and then play three games in a row. But I'm trying to figure out where the locations are, um, but I want to say that I read somewhere it is two, two, one. Like you play two in New York, and let's say I don't know the Mariners come out of the wild card, and so we play two in New York, two in Seattle, and then fly back to New York for the last one, and there won't be a travel day in between. That game five will be the next day. That's interesting. Uh, I don't know exactly why they did it that way. I would bet it's TV and TV money. Like, these games will be on FS1 and TBS. right? Of course, they can't just be on, um, I don't know, Fox. Some of them are on Fox. But so like you're going to have to watch games on TBS, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, and Fox this postseason. And some of these games, I don't know, you know how it's usually blacked out or You can't find it. You know, some stupid stuff's going to go on. But gearing up for that, coming up, 877-337-6666. We've got more people on the line. Let's keep the conversation going right here on the fan. In the Bronx, James, you're up. What's up, man?
1: Hey, good morning. How you doing,
0: Keith? Good morning. I'm great. Uh, I'm glad that we are here. We are approaching October. The Yankees have clinched. All is well in Yankee land. Uh, Looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I'm glad that they got it out the way and clinched on the road without Judge hitting the home run because, like you said, he needs the rest. He's played, what, like 40 games in a row or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So he needs the rest, and the beautiful part about it is I got seats and left in the field Friday night. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping I get to see him break the record, tie and break the record Friday night. And then rest him for for the rest of the season because there's nothing left to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Why? Yeah. Why even give him the opportunity to break it in Toronto? Rest him.
1: Exactly. Let him let him sit down, like you said. Let him party tonight. Stay off the seat. Come home, and when he comes home, I wouldn't even play him in the outfield. I would DH him. Sure. Let keep, let him get his rest. Just give him his four at bats. Till he breaks the record and then sit him. Just let him do his BP and his cage work. Keep him, keep I, I, him like, fresh. I
0: like to think the Yankees are smart enough to know like the division right. is clinched, right? And, and you were playing Aaron Judge every day because you needed him to carry. You needed him in that That's lineup. Right. Nobody else was hitting. And when you were losing, you just had a prayer that Aaron Judge would hit a home run and that might win you the game. Now that the division is clinched, what's left to do? Get this record. He's got to get two more home runs the rest of the way.
1: Yeah. And the great thing about tonight's win, no home runs. Everybody hit. Judge had four walks, and everybody behind him picked up the slack. Singles. That's what you need. Doubles. Going into October. That's right. Working walks. That's how you win. Passing the
0: baton. Getting the next guy up. And, uh, yeah, they they are coming together. They are getting healthy. They're playing the right brand of baseball at the right time. That's why. You know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sound- saying I think they're going to win the whole thing, but I, I'm I'm confident that they're going to play good baseball, and I'm excited to see them uh, compete in this tournament.
1: You know, this might sound crazy, but I'm kind of glad that they had that August swoon to get it out the way, and then guys can start getting yeah. <laughs> back in, in, in line so, for the October push. No, it doesn't sound crazy. See-
0: we were talking about I that while wanna- it was happening. It was happening— early enough where they had time to bounce
1: back from it. That's right. That's right. Because I didn't want to see them stay hot all year. And then towards the end of the year, going into the playoffs, then the whole lineup goes into a slump because that would have been horrible. Yeah, they got a couple pieces back. And,
0: uh, you know, DJ might be activated. There you go. If DJ's activated tomorrow, rest judge.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, they had a big – they did enough work in the beginning of the year where they had enough in the bank. Yep. Where they, they could afford to have that October. I mean that August. Unlike the Mets. I mean, I, I'm I'm a Yankee fan. I really wanna see a Subway series. But the Mets are scaring me. <laughs> they, 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 they are because the Braves ain't going nowhere.
0: Yeah. And I mean okay. that's that's the biggest thing you gotta say. It's not even the Mets. You baseball, you're not gonna win every night. What it is is that the Mets have a boogeyman on their back, right? The Braves are in their division and they win so much, it's scary. It's like, hey, if you slip for a little bit, with this little bit of time left, the Braves can jump ahead of you. And the way that, I don't know who designed the schedule or came up with the schedule, but there's a weekend series in Atlanta, three primetime, nighttime games. I know the Braves can't wait for it. Hopefully the Mets play up for it.
1: What happens? Do you have any idea what MLB's what process is going to be if they not able to play those three games in Atlanta this weekend because of the weather? Because mm. I'm hearing they might get a lot of rain down in Atlanta. The hurricane might not hit, but they might get a lot of rain.
0: They're gonna try and play them. They're gonna try and figure it out. They got to play 162. They're right. gonna try and play them. They, you know, they're gonna try and fi- find a way to play them. Uh, if it rains all three days, I don't know how they have a like. I'm sure they have some type of contingency plan. Some type of backup yeah, they might plan. have to
1: move the games because those games are critical to the to the uh, have them come to New York and play to the
0: them. East. <laughs> the Braves won't
1: and, want that, right? But they got to get them in somehow. But I hope the Mets can hold on to the sleep because it's going to be rough sledding for them if they have to take the wild card. Exactly, because that screws up their whole rotation.
0: And they've been in first for most of the year. You don't want to see them go out that way, where it's like you you've been in first place for you know 90 percent of the year. And you get down to this last little stretch of two weeks and you lose it.
1: Yeah, that that would be horrible. But I'm just really, really happy that the Yankees clinched. They put the East to bed. Now we're looking forward to the playoffs and Judge hitting 62. And uh, I thank you for taking my call. Keith, have a great night.
0: Thanks for the call, James. Good luck trying to get that home run ball Friday night in left field bleachers. That's another thing. I'm just glad, like, for a night we can talk about the team. We can talk about the manager. We can talk about the organization. We don't have to talk about, oh, when's he going to break it? When's he going to break it? What would you do if you get the ball? Oh, are you going to the game? Are you going to the game? The tickets are crazy. Oh, were you in the stadium? Did you see how the fan like, one there in Toronto. So I don't know if we have anybody calling up that was in the sixth tonight. <laughs> Call me up if you're listening and you were at the game at, at the Rogers Center. Uh but yeah, I had a thought that it would happen in the Rogers Center because, you know, these Canadians are nice people and they're just gonna You know, they're just gonna clap lightly when Judge comes up and it's not gonna be too crazy, but he ain't getting any pitches to hit. So they don't wanna be in the highlight, they don't wanna pitch to him, they don't wanna throw strikes to him, they don't wanna throw it in the zone. So rest him and then let him come face the Orioles back in the Bronx this weekend and get it done so it does happen. In Yankee Stadium. I'll be there Friday. Probably Saturday. I don't know about Sunday. I don't care about getting the ball. But I'd love to see history. You know. This is my era of the Yankees. This is the era that I'm blessed to be. Able to go to the stadium. I wasn't able to get to the stadium. Uh, when the Yankees were winning World Series. It was a TV show for me. It was a, a, a 7 p.m. TV show. That I would watch as a kid. You know. It was a you know, 1 o'clock Saturday show. I would watch. It wasn't real to me. Like I couldn't be a part of it I couldn't get into it but I grew up and was able to put myself into it and now that they're not winning World Series and they're not as dominant as they were there's a historic player on the precipice of a historic record like I want to be able to say that I was there for that you know when I missed 60 I was like you're an idiot you chose rest which didn't even rest like I didn't even go to sleep I went home to lay down before I would Eventually come here and do my show till two a.m. So I'm like, you should have just went to the game. Like tired is tired. You'd be less tired. you should still be tired. So you know, I ran through all last week. And uh, if he comes back and does it this weekend, cool. If not, whatever. I say they rest him. These games don't matter. They should rest him this last game in Toronto. If they activate DJ right, then you can move some pieces around a little bit. I know they won't put Stan in the outfield yet. But uh, if they activate DJ, they can't take Glaber out. They can put Glaber at DH, though. They can put Glaber at DH. Maybe rest Stanton. Stanton, uh, Stanton Stanton's Stanton, got to get it going more consistently. He was 0-5 today. Donaldson was also 0-5. The night before, Donaldson was 0-4. Stanton was 0-4. They can't be doing that in the middle of the lineup. Maybe you rest one of them. Maybe you rest Donaldson. And uh, you put DJ at third. I don't know. Either way, I think they should sit judge. Kurt in Meriden, Connecticut on the fam. What's up, Kurt?
1: Hey, Keith. How you
0: doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for calling up. How are you?
1: It's it's comic book. Kurt, Kurt I have a way for Yankees to get in the World Series, Keith. Okay, tell me. This is what you do. Rest judge tomorrow, Okay. And wait, by the way, how about them Cowboys? Well, anyway, okay. <laughs> how about them? <him? laughs> we talking. Anyway, you rest, Judge. Then when you play the Orioles, make a deal with the Orioles. You know how the Houston um, Astros cheat? Make a deal with the Orioles. We're going to let you win the games, but you just pitch. Don't pitch around, Judge. That's yeah. the deal. Groove a couple, in
0: the judge.
1: Move a couple in there, Keith. And then what you do is you hope the Orioles sneak in because the Orioles – Kid could beat Houston. They do great against Houston. They're four if they games got in there, back. I don't know. I mean, it's a long shot, Keith, but come on. I'm with you, though. I know what you're selling. Hey, man, you, you, remember we're talking comic books? That was great.
2: hmm
1: Yeah. So, anyway, how about that Cowboy game?
0: I was in there. It was crazy. Uh, you? It was, uh, uh, it was oh, packed. God. Tailgate was packed. Fans were crazy. A ton of Cowboys fans. I was trying to remind people, like, hey, there's Cowboys fans right here in New Jersey. And uh, just the game. Like, the game was a field goal game in the beginning. Then you got some touchdowns. Uh, There were some crazy plays, like some drops, a ton of penalties. Uh, You know, Saquon had that nice run. Uh, Tony Pollard got going a bit, and I felt like it was a good Monday night football game. And it was
1: biggest... a good game. My friend who called, called me up. He said the game was terrible. I said, what are you talking about? This game is great. Uh, it was a good Monday night football
0: game between um, one team with their backup quarterback, backup tight end, uh, backup lineman, right, the Cowboys, and then the Giants who are in a rebuild but they're playing above their heads. They're, you know, they're in a rebuild, but they're still competing in this new culture, culture in their new era with their new coach. So I thought it was cool. And the biggest thing for me, I've been to, I think I'm 4-0 going to see the Cowboys at MetLife. I've been to those games when it's freezing cold. The Cowboys usually don't play, right? Remember for years, it was opening week, week one, Giants versus Cowboys in Dallas. And then Dallas would never come to Jersey to MetLife until it was November, December. Freezing. I used to hate those games because you 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 sit out there in the tailgate and then you go to the game and it's like six hours of freezing. You go home, you're in the bed cold the whole night. I, the weather was perfect. I was like, this is this is a blessing. I mean, we don't get this all the time. You get a nationally televised Monday night football game with the Cowboys and the Giants. There was a rainbow over MetLife. Like a little bit of rain passed. Uh, I thought it was great. I had a good time. Thanks for the call, Kurt. And the Giants will be fine this year. I think the Giants have already surprised people. Uh, You know, that Cowboys front with Demarcus Lawrence and Armstrong and Bo Hannon and, of course, Micah Parsons. They are tough. Uh, They, you know, they're tough for anyone. They're tough for anyone. The Cowboys were able to beat the Bengals. That shocked some people. The Cowboys lost to Tom Brady and the Bucks, but that defense is what it is, and You know, Dak got hurt. It's so early in the NFL. We're starting to see a little bit of who is who and what is what, but so much changes week to week, injuries and schemes and watching film. But uh, the Giants have a decent team. For what they have on paper, they have a decent team. And I think they will still win some games, and fans will be proud of what they do this year. Are they going to be a playoff team? Probably not. Um, Are they going to win 11 games, 10 games? Probably not. But there's going to be some fun Sundays and some fun moments, and I think that they're going to find out who on the roster can play. They're going to find out who on the roster is worth keeping and who's worth getting rid of, who who doesn't deserve to be there. Um, those questions are getting figured out. Out in Brooklyn. What's up, Mac? Mac on the fan. Keith, Keith Mac and uh, Mac from Brooklyn. What's up, man?
3: What's up, bro? What's going on? First time caller on the thing right now. Appreciate it. Welcome in. Yeah, I just want to start off saying, like, I listen to sports radio on my way to work, and traffic, coming home, you know? Yeah. And it's different vibes, you know? You you uh, you really connect, like with me on my end, with the younger crowds. You really are, uh, and I give you respect for that, man. Thank you. You keep the uh, listener entertained. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it. That's what I'm trying to do. Um... I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried with this uh, rotation for the Yankees and and their bullpen. Now, let's say you're going into a uh, 6th or 7th inning, and who do you start off with? Like, uh, you know, we waited for Jacques to come back. He came back earlier than expected, and um, he didn't look too good. He was actually worrisome. So now, you know, Chapman's unreliable, and I don't even want to bring up our... uh, unofficial closer. So, like, what do we do?
0: I think they, you know, you saw today they went to Lou Trevino. I think they, you know, look at Lou Trevino as a guy to go to right after uh, six innings pitched by the starters. Uh, Let's start with that first. The starters Mm -hmm. have to go six innings, right? Whether it's Garrett Cole, whether it's Nestor Cortez, whether it's Luis Severino. And I think, you know, they have monitored these guys' innings. And, you know, I think Seve is supposed to throw 90 pitches tomorrow. These guys have to give uh, the Yankees length. And then you shouldn't be going to the bullpen early. You shouldn't be having to, you know, play this checkers match, chess versus checkers match of, oh, who am I going to here? And uh, you don't want to go into extra innings like a couple nights ago where they went Trevino, Efros, Marinacio, Luizaga, Holmes, Schmidt. Because as you start getting through that bullpen, like you said, there's question marks and you don't, you don't know who is who and what is what. But I feel like down the stretch here, they're gonna define those roles. I feel like down the stretch here they're gonna know who the guys are. You know, the back of the is supposed to be Holmes, ago I don't know about Clark Schmidt. Maranasio's been solid. Uh, F. Ross is a guy they're definitely gonna use a trader for. Trevino is a guy they're definitely gonna use a trade it for. I think Herman is gonna be a weapon. I think they're gonna go with Cole, uh, Sevi or Cole, Cortez, Sevi, Tyone as their starters. And then a guy like Herman to piggyback off those starters, right? If if one of those guys can't go six seven innings, Herman can come three, in and yeah. give you two three innings uh, to bridge the gap between them and the, and the later inning guys. I just feel like they have more pitching than they've had in the past. Like there's been some postseason rosters with some guys in the bullpen where it's like, okay, these guys are in, and they're, you you're hoping they don't get in. Uh, now they've got some weapons. Um, I don't think Chapman will be on the postseason roster. I don't think Zach Britton will be on it. Uh, But I think the Yankees have enough in the stable to get it done. Like, they'll be able to compete with anybody in the tournament. I don't think there's going to be a situation where you're going to be too worried. Like, okay, all these other teams, you know, they have have holes in their rotation and bullpen, too. Yeah,
3: but I'm a diehard Yankee fan, so I'm not going to say they have enough to fight with everybody. I say they have enough that they're going to take the whole – the whole thing down, you know what I mean? Sure,
0: sure. You that's gotta, what, that's gotta, the whole that's the whole goal, them. right? To win the whole thing. But you need you need some things to go your way, and you need some other teams to fail too, right? Like you need some other arms on other teams to just not be able to get it done. And you hope that you guys your guys come out on top more than than the other te- the other team does. That's that's where we're at. You know, does
3: it can it can it can, it can happen. certainly happen. It can certainly happen. It definitely will. Hopefully, I see you at one of these games, bro. Keep up the good work.
0: Appreciate it, Mac. Yeah, I'll I'll be out there Friday, I think, and Saturday for this Orioles series. Uh, I think my sister's coming to town and wants to go to one of these games. So I think I'll be there Friday, uh, Dolo, and then maybe Saturday, more of a family vibe. And then that's it. Like, this is the last homestand. I think at Sunday, I may or may not go because, you know, historically, you guys know this, right? Uh, When the Yankees have that last Sunday game. It is Fan Appreciation Day, and they give out ticket vouchers for you to redeem next year and uh, use you know, on a game. I used to go the last few years because I, I was always trying to find a free ticket, but now I can just put in a credential or get a free ticket from WFN or MLB or one of these ticket companies or DraftKings or something like that. So I probably am not pulling up on the second to get my free fan voucher. So I think I will go Friday and Saturday and be done, you know, be done with it. Uh, Friday will be September 30th, the eve of October, and then October 1st. And then that's it for regular season Yankee baseball. And then uh, now I'm seeing on on Yankees.com, they have the schedule and they have it with the dates of the ALDS. So that's cool to see, man. It'll be a, a Tuesday, August. Uh, August, Tuesday, October 11th, and then the 13th, and then the 15th, and then the 16th, 17th. And, okay, now, see, now this is giving me the answer, and I'll read this before I go to break because uh, what I had from MLB, it didn't tell you the location. It gave you the dates of the game and the channel that is going to be on. It didn't tell you where they're going to be playing. So game one of the ALDS will be in Yankee Stadium. Game two of the ALDS will be in Yankee Stadium. Game three will be on the road, like I said. Game four will be on the road, like I said. And then there will be no travel day. That next game, game five, if need be, will be back at Yankee Stadium for the game to count as home field advantage, and they will travel. And there's a very good chance that it could be a cross-country flight. There's a very good chance that they play Sunday, Um They play Sunday, October sixteenth, in a game four in Seattle, and then they have to get on the plane that night, fly back to New York, and play a game five the next day. Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Let's hope that's not the case. And I feel like MLB shouldn't have did it. Like I don't know why they should. Have, they shouldn't have did it that way. They sh- like why do you need an off day after game one and game two? Put an off day in between game four and game five. Sometimes I wonder if the people in the offices that are making these decisions watch baseball. Like, are these baseball fans? Put the, put the first two games together, right? There's two, there's two off days in the series. Put the first two, two games together, and off day. Those two games are in the same location. Then an off day to travel to the other location. Then play the two games and then put the other off day after those two games. Why do I need an off day in between two games at Yankee Stadium? That doesn't make any sense. If we're gonna play a game Tuesday, play the game Wednesday. I don't need a Tuesday game, an off day Wednesday, and then a a Thursday game, and then another off day. That stretches it out too much. I feel like they didn't think uh, they didn't think about this. They didn't think about this all the way. There is a, a a high chance, in my opinion, that not just the Yankee series, but in the whole division series that they end up playing two games in one location and then having to fly that night and then the next day play game five on short rest in uh, the home field advantage location. We shall see. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. I got about a half hour left. Call me up if you'd like to add to anything that we said tonight, any thoughts uh, reflecting on the season, any questions the Yankees have clinched. They are your 2022 AL East champions. We're waiting on the Mets to do that. They got to dance with the Braves this weekend. But New York City, the Mecca of baseball, the capital of the baseball world, we're looking good going into October. Call me up. I'll be right back.
4: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
0: Here. all right back in here at about another 25 minutes left to wrap this thing up little money power respect coming your way keep mcpherson on the fan km to 2 a.m i'm shot i'm shot um i love sports i love what i do i'm blessed to get to do it but i barely sleep <laughs> and uh it catches up to you. I know I got to figure out the sleep as it's getting cold because I don't want to catch a cold. And I know, like, my body, the way I'm set up, I'm you know, I don't usually get sick a lot, knock on wood and all that in here. But if I don't sleep, I'm run down, and then my immune system run, run down. But uh, I'll give you the rundown of my last week. So I said I went to every Yankees game last week except for Tuesday. Uh, you know, thinking that it wouldn't happen, like 60 wouldn't happen on Tuesday. I did my MLB Network show off base in Secaucus at MLB. I think I lifted over there, and I had a decision to make. Like, do I drive from Secaucus to the Bronx and see the game and then come to WFAN and Tribeca and host? And I decided I'm going to go home, eat dinner with my wife, watch the Mets, watch the Yankees on TV, and I missed the Judge 60 home run live. So I regretted that, never going to get over that. And I said, yo, I have to be in the stadium for the next four games. So I went Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, he didn't hit it. (laughs) And uh, you know that. But there were fun games. The Yankees won. And something I had said to John and Susan, and I've been talking about, I was like, everyone else took advantage of that crowd, right? There's a big crowd. You're a ball player. You want people to see you play. You know, Derek Jeter said he loved when people came to the ballpark. He felt like he was on Broadway, like he was on stage. And Barry Bonds just said on the K-Rod broadcast Sunday night, Yankee Stadium is the main stage. It's the biggest stage in baseball. Barry knows. So I went to the main stage for four days. Sunday, I tried to chill, watch uh, Red Zone and watch NFL because I knew Monday I had to get up early. And drive to Brooklyn for Brooklyn Nets Media Day, which was awesome. It was my first Brooklyn Nets Media Day. I've been covering the Nets for a while, but now I was able to go and represent WFAN and Talking Nets. Talking Nets podcast will return. Stay tuned for announcements on that. Nets fans um, got some surprises with that, working on that. But Talking Nets podcast will return for season four. Uh, later in this week, we should be able to announce that. But I went to Brooklyn Nets Media Day. Uh, saw the Nets media, Yes Network, Ryan Rucco, Sarah Kustak, and then all the Brooklyn Nets, KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, TJ Warren, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, Cam Thomas, Dayron Sharp, Edmund Sumner. <laughs> they get in the weeds with the team. David Duke Jr., Kessler, Edwards. I could go on all day. But, yeah, so I was out there until... Sean Marks and Steve Nash spoke. I had to leave. I wanted to see them speak, but I'm like, I I know I'll be able to catch it on TV. I'm not going to be able to document and record it. I have a decision to make. So I left, uh, showed some love to Gravesend Pizza out there in Brooklyn who asked me to come by. They treated me great, uh, hooked me up with a few slices, took some pictures, went over there. And then I was like, okay, I got to get back to Jersey. It was about 2 2 o'clock, 2.30. It was about a 40-minute drive from uh, where I was in Brooklyn to where I live in Jersey. I left quickly, got over there. My mom came up to meet me. My mom was the main person asking about going to Monday Night Football. Her birthday's coming up. She's a Dallas fan, uh, and she became a Dallas Cowboys fan through watching me. You know, I know people uh, rag on me, hate on me, whatever, for being a Cowboys fan, but I promise you I don't care. I was this way long before I knew I would work in media, long before I knew I'd be on the radio. I was a four-year-old kid that picked the back-to-back Super Bowl champs as the football team that he wanted to root for. And then by the time I was eight years old, they won the Super Bowl. So my mom was buying Cowboys gear for me for me for years. So she got to the point where she just started buying her own stuff, and uh, she wanted to go to the game. So we ride out to MetLife by like 4 o'clock. I think I'm set up in the parking lot by like 4.30. So a bunch of people out there, a bunch of cars out there, immaculate vibes. Tailgate vibes were great because it's a Monday night football game, no other football on uh, Dallas Cowboys, like I said before, don't play there until it's cold. Usually, people are out there grilling and drinking and throwing the football around. I had a great time. Was able to get into the stadium an hour before kickoff. And uh, shout out to WFAN for providing tickets. I checked on that. Mom wanted to go. She had a blast. I had a good time. I really didn't care whether the Cowboys won or lost. Like I said, um, you know, with Dak being out. I thought the better story would have been for the Giants to go 3-0. and The Cowboys had, I don't know, 15 turnovers, or not turnovers, 15 penalties they didn't deserve to win. But that defensive line, that defense, Dan Quinn, second year with the Dallas Cowboys and Micah Parsons and some of those guys, um, they were able to get the win. They were able to score enough touchdowns and get the win. And I broke out, got out of there, was able to drive home in 20 minutes. That's what's, that's what's best about MetLife. Like, I don't think it's the greatest stadium I think they could have done a better job with it and even with the highways around it. But for me, it's my closest stadium. It's the uh, closest one to me. I I drive an hour to Yankee Stadium. I drive 45 minutes to Barclays. It's a 20-minute ride for me to get home. I was back home by, like I don't know, 11.30 last night. But then I stayed up because I try and get my biorhythms in order to do these um, 2 a.m. shows all night. So I stayed up till 2.30 last night. But then I had to wake up, had calls, meetings. And then like my production call was at 11 o'clock for MLB Network. Then I had to head over there and then do off base and then come home, watch the Mets, Yankees, and then come in. And the Yankees clinched, and we did the show tonight. And that's basically what I did, what I've done um, the last week. And, uh, you know, I feel like I can, I can feel it in, in my voice. And you probably can hear it in my voice, too. I'm like, I got to sleep tonight. I'm off tomorrow as far as, like, I don't have to go to MLB Network. And I think I have to, you know, do some calls. I think I'm calling into Toronto Radio, if, if you guys are on the Audi- Odyssey app or just, you know, on the internet. I'm calling into Chicago Radio, the score, at 1 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. And then at 4 p.m. Eastern time, I'm calling, like, Sportsnet Toronto, their radio station, to talk about the Yankees. Talk about Aaron Judge. Talk about the Giants. The Giants are about to face the Bears. And then, uh, you know, I'll be on later tonight. I'll be on probably 11 p.m. tonight. So looking forward to that. All right, now we'll go back to the phones and take your calls, and we'll crush this last 15 minutes or so right here on the fan. Let's go to Brad in Middletown. You got it. What's up, Brad?
5: How you doing, Paul? First of all, after, my, after what I listened to yesterday, that guy ridiculing you like that—that was—that was, that was cold blooded. And, and we personally, I apologize about that. I mean, I didn't do it, but still, you didn't deserve what that guy. Oh, was
0: I didn't. I didn't it. even hear that. Somebody was ridiculing me on on WFAN.
5: Were not you on last night?
0: No, I wasn't on last night. I was. I wasn't on. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, my fault. I apologize. No, I was going to say I, I missed I that. with you. All good. All good. No, I wasn't on.
5: Okay. Look. Uh, this is the thing. Now I gotta ask you this, and I'm gonna give you a reason why I would. Do you feel that Aaron Judge deserves a forty million dollar year contract? Now before you answer that, let's look at the fact. Yes, I'm an Aaron Judge fan all the way. No question about it. But if they did not re sign Aaron Judge and with all the money coming up the books next year, they can address other positions that need it. Like I said, like, I'm not a fan of, of Donaldson. I would actually consider that. that I've got, I keep getting that guy, I who played for the St. Louis Cardinals. He's going to opt out of his contract.
0: Nolan Arenado.
5: And yeah, and now they don't know what's going on with a shortstop and they don't bring up that, that, that kid. And Carrasco is talking about getting out of his contract after this year. I mean, there's some spots in that team that can actually bounce that team out. And if they were to get rid of um, Stanton and get themselves a real uh, 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 somebody that's not going to go zero for five, making almost thirty million dollars a year. I mean, they they, well, they got to
2: make some changes.
0: What what I'll say now, what I'll say to that is this: Before you you continue, they just won the division, so they're going to try and keep this team together, right? For the most part, uh, you're hoping that they go on and, and have success in October. They're not going to try and rebuild. They're not going to try and disband this team. And that starts with the AL MVP. Judge is going to win the AL MVP. And I think the Yankees would be absolutely insane to try and pivot and say, oh, yeah, we can't pay him the money. It's their own fault. They should have locked him up long term. They have to pay him, And if they don't, there's going to be a ton of fans that are like, all right, I'm out.
5: Okay, but you know the funny thing about it. Now, I've been hearing, and I'm sure you've heard the same thing, that – the Giants is ready to open up the bank on them. The Angels just might. I don't. I'm not crystal clear about that one. The Giants is the main person I've been hearing, and they might. They Probably might the going Dodgers to 50 too. Million.
0: Maybe the Mets because of Steve Cohen. Every team in baseball that is looking to spend should be checking on Aaron Judge because he's the best player in baseball. Every team that could potentially afford a player like Aaron Judge should be checking in. But the Yankees shouldn't even let it get that far. He's in their house. Well, He's their guy. They drafted. They developed. They should they should get a deal done with him as fast as they can when the season ends. And not let him get um, you know, too interested in anyone on the outside. He might do his little recruiting visits. He might do his little, you know, uh checking on whatever it is out there, but the Yankees gotta give him an offer that he can't refuse.
5: Yeah, but you know, the funny thing about it, you said that. Uh, if they offered him a. Do you think he's worth $35 million a year?
0: Yes. Garrett Cole makes okay. $36 million a year. You have to pay Aaron Judge more than Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole cannot All be right. the highest paid player on the team if Aaron Judge is on the team next year.
5: Okay, now I want to change that topic. I think I know where we're headed with that. But so let me ask you something else. The starting rotation during, during the playoffs. I don't know about you. But the, the three, the three, the three to four pitchers I would go with. At least the the, the two starting in Yankee Stadium. If they if they go out of town for the next two, my starting pitcher would be Nester Cortez Jr. And it's a toss up between Domingo Herman or Luis Severino. Um, the, the, the jury still out on on tie uh, off pitched a beautiful game the other day. Seven he was seven in the third inning. He has those moments where he is unhittable. But he's not that consistent enough for me. And Cole, who's supposed to be your man, he gets his behind-handed to him every time he gets out there during a playoff game. I mean, remember the game last year against Boston? He could, be, he could get out of the
1: second inning.
0: Yeah. Well, no. they, they paid Garrett Cole to be the ace of this staff for five years. I know it's a nine-year contract, but they're probably – You know, Going into that contract, expecting that he'll be the guy for the first five years, the first half plus of that contract, he's the guy. He gets the ball game one. I would love for it to be Nestor Cortez. I would love for them to possibly throw a wrench into what everyone thinks and not go with Garrett Cole game one and go with Nestor Cortez. But that contract and his experience, say game one in Yankee Stadium, Tuesday, uh, October 11th, Garrett Cole gets the ball. And then depending on what happens there, if the win or lose – I think they go to Nesta Cortez, their other all-star. But uh, I think I, they're married to Cole a, in game one.
5: I have a problem with that. So do I. I'm, I'm sorry. So do I, I. I, hope, I hope he does right, but I have a problem so with So do I.
0: Just based game. off of what I've seen this season, there's a good chance that he gives it up right away. There's a good chance that, yeah. that he gives up homers, that he gives up uh, you know big homers in that game. There's a good chance that he gets rattled. Like I said tonight, I saw Jamison Tyone give up that home run to George Springer, and, and I didn't think he would be rattled at all. I, it didn't bother me at all. If that was Garrett Cole, I'd be worried about the guy. So going into that first game of the ALDS, I'm scared. If they're facing the Mariners, there's a chance. That we we already saw what that lineup did to Cole in that Wednesday game in the Bronx where they rocked him. He was He gave up six runs in the first inning. He'll have to face those guys again. And, yes, I know he went to Seattle and redeemed himself the next week and shut them down, but you don't know what you're going to get. It's 50-50. That's exactly what Garrett Cole is. He's Jekyll and Hyde. Like, he can be dominant, but he also can get rocked.
5: He could be the man, you know, on a sunshiny day, But as soon as there's a little bit of rain in the air, that's that's all she wrote. That's why I'm saying I would would stop Cole when I go out of town. But the two games in the Yankees – Nesta Cortez and Severino or Nesta Cortez and Domingo Herman. I trust Herman basically over all of them except for Cortez Jr.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they do. I think they're gonna they're gonna stack him. I think they're gonna have Herman ready uh to piggyback those guys. I think Tyone has, you know, put his ri- his hat in the ring is like, Hey, I wanna get a start. I I think after tonight and we'll see what happens the rest of the way, even with Sevi, like we gotta see what Sevy does tomorrow. I think they're looking at it like Cole, Cortez, Tayon, and then Sevi, and then, you know, Herman, you know, backing those guys up.
5: Well, we'll see what happens. But, uh, Keith, like I said, I apologize. I said earlier I, I got you confused with somebody else.
0: Oh, it's all good. I know
5: the fellow that was out here yesterday, some, some fan really got into him, and I, and I thought that was you. So it's mistaken identity, which I apologize for. But, hey, it's always a pleasure talking at you when I get a chance to talk at you.
0: Appreciate the call, Brad. Now I'm intrigued. I was not listening last night. I was with my mom. My mom spent the night after we went to the game. I did not cut the radio on and hear who was on Monday night. Oh, it was Pat Boyle. <laughs> I wonder what they did to PB. I wonder what they said to my guy PB. PB ain't never hurt anybody. He never said anything. I thought it was me, honestly. Like if somebody was on WFAN ripping me for being a Cowboys fan at the game, uh, You know, a kid that grew up in Jersey rooting for the guy. I that's fair game. I've been hearing that my entire life. That's what I thought he was talking about. But no, I never like when um someone like Pat Boyle, who is, you know, Pat Boyle tried out the same week that I tried out last summer. And Pat Boyle works hard. And he's grinding uh, between WFAN and CBS. He gets an opportunity to host. And uh, he might have his own thoughts or takes. Nah, I'm glad I didn't hear that. I would have hated to hear someone call up and disrespect him like that. Um, I hope that didn't actually happen. Shout out to Pat Boyle. Shout out to Chris Lopresti, who's coming up. He's in here. CeeLo, you guys know CeeLo. CeeLo's coming up. Um, Man, give people an opportunity to speak and share their thoughts and their takes without calling up to try and beat them down. Uh, Everybody that gets on this mic worked hard to get here. Everybody that gets on this mic loves sports and, and loves this station and loves the opportunity to connect with you out there and entertain you out there, and that's all we're trying to do. Nobody's trying to come out here and uh, tell you we're right. Um, I don't know exactly how that went down, but hopefully you guys are kinder, more gentler in the future. Dave is in Rockland County. What's up? You're on the fan.
2: Hey, kids, How you doing?
0: I'm good. What's up, man? Did
2: you hear me okay
0: I was about to say, yeah, I just turned you up a little bit in my headphones. I got you.
2: Okay. First of all, I love your show. I listen a lot. And uh, I think, you know, you've got a, a great blend of knowledge. And you're passionate and you're friendly. And, and, and
3: it's, you're doing a
2: really good job. So keep, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. So um, I sort of wish you were a Mets fan, to be honest. Because, like, I feel like there's so much support and encouragement to the Yankees. And I know you you got know, a of soft suspect for the Mets. But I guess I'm used to so many of the WFN. Hosts over the years being Mets fans. Yeah. But, um, you know, so it's all I, right. So I grew up in Australia and uh, I moved here and then I became a fan of the Mets. But, you know, I'm a New York guy, so I also happy for the Yankees and I got family of Yankee fans. But I'm just so not interested in all my annoying friends who just love to just beat up on the Mets and they all been teasing me. Don't worry, they're going to blow it. Same old Mets, and now yeah. like, I, I, you know, I'm looking at this lead, and now it's even, and I'm like, I, I wish I had like the positivity and the confidence that like, you know, the Mets are actually gonna like win the division, and I know, like you were saying a few minutes ago, division. I mean, it's, it, it's not mission impossible, but it's like, come on, they've got to win this thing, and I, you know, the only, I guess, confident thing is when they do go to Atlanta, you know, <laughs> it shows sure on but like, I mean. You know, losing Matt was a real problem. And I don't know, man, just give me
0: some hope. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, here, this is what I'll say about it. The Mets play up to their competition. I'm not a Mets fan, but this is the most of the Mets that I've ever watched because it comes with the job, right? Every night you got to be able to speak on what they've done. So now I have a whole season of, of looking at the Mets, and I've seen them play down to their competition like they did tonight against the Marlins, but then play up when it's time to face the Dodgers or the Brewers or whoever it might be, like the Braves. They they have a good chance of going into Atlanta and taking two out of three from the Braves and controlling their own destiny. It's lined up for them to control their own destiny. They'll have their best arms on the mound. You don't have to worry about Cookie Carrasco. You don't have to worry about Taiwan Walker. Like You have your guys, and it's kind of like a tune-up. It's kind of like a, a dress rehearsal for October. So the hope that I can give you is that the Mets play up, and they will play hard. And they will compete against the Braves. And the Braves have shown in these last couple of weeks that they've played probably the worst baseball they've played all year. This is their worst little stretch. They've shown that they they can get beat. So it yeah. sucks to have to sweat yeah. it out, but, but it's all right in front of the Mets. It's their division to lose. Well, the
2: first thing with tomorrow night, and I'm actually going to at the game with my daughter. And, uh, man, and I hope Walker steps out. And, uh, you know, the set, every game is just so important. And I'm they lost games to, like, things that, you know, they, they should have beat it. It's disappointing, but hopefully it's going to go well. Two so other quick things um, before you finish. First, I want to give a shout-out to my friend who's listening. His name is Charles, and uh, I don't know what he's doing awake now. I'm probably getting up to some mischief, but uh, he just texted me. And the other things I want to say is, that, like, I grew up in Australia, and I always just used to – Australians were very big into the underdog. And so, like, when the great players were, like, building up, we didn't root for them, like whether it's Federal, Santos, Tiger Woods, even Jordan. But then once they became greats, then everybody like really like got on the bandwagon because it's like you want to, you want to be a ransom healer of greatness. Same thing with me, like, and when you just spoke like half an hour ago about Tom Brady, funny how like you changed my whole perspective in a way because I, I wanted these guys who like jumped on board and I was like, I'm watching greatness and I want to see like this guy be amazing and like break every record and the oldest, newest, and you know, win the most. But then when you talked about him, like I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, why, why doesn't he just like hang it up? And, and I guess when you use the word greedy, I guess like, yeah, like you're pushing it. Like at a certain point, you got to know when to go out. But um, I don't know. I just I, I love to root for a champion. Like I, I didn't like Tiger, but once he started like trying to make a comeback, you uh, know, Tiger became everything. Like must, must, must see golf. You know. So and I guess it's a balance between rooting for a champion and. And really rooting for the, you know, the next generation, or, you know, it makes more sense in a sports
0: sense. Yeah, thank you for the call, Dave. I mean, for me with Tom Brady, the guy's showing up with a picture of himself from high school on his back, and it says, greatness lasts forever. Bro, give me a break. Like, we know, Tom, you're the GOAT. You have seven rings. Give me a break. I hope you go out sad. I hope you take losses. I hope your numbers are down, right? Tom Brady should have been the MVP of the NFL last year. But they gave it to anti-vax Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady should have won the MVP and and retired. He didn't win the MVP. He retired. He probably thought he was going to come back, win the MVP again, and that this team would be able to just coast through the South and uh, you know not have that much competition in the NFC. Well, <laughs> it's not that easy. And uh, I look at a guy like Albert Pujols with the Cardinals, who just hit 700. The Cardinals just clinched tonight. They're going back to the postseason. They won the division and he's done no matter what. He's content because he's done what he, what he he said this is his last hurrah. This is his last rodeo. Like this is it. This is his, his his uh last dance like Jordan. This is his last dance with the Cardinals and he's content with that. Tom retired and unretired and now you're hearing stuff about like his his relationship with his uh wife and his kids and what. like Tom's kids they got to be like yo dad give it a break bro you're washed. You can barely run. Last call of the night goes to Rocky in Queens. Rocky got about a minute and a half. Go for it.
5: Hey, it's my first time on the fan. Nice to hear you, Keith.
0: Hey, That's welcome amazing. in. Congrats. But, I,
5: I've been hearing you And poor PB last night. He defended himself. God bless him. He did a good job. But anyway, <laughs> the Mets. I'm a, I'm a long-time Mets fan. Now after today, they're tied with the Braves. And now... The biggest series of the year that it's going to be like a World Series this weekend with Atlanta might be canceled or changed because of this Hurricane Ian. Now that's going to change the chemistry of the team. You know, whoever, if they reschedule it for like October 6th, and they play, and whoever the wild card game becomes plays on October 7th, I mean, it uh,
0: Could get crazy. What a movie, right? What a movie script. Baseball is nuts. And then when you, you factor in Mother Nature... This is all coming down to be a crazy finish. But, you know, for Mets fans listening, would you rather have this or would you rather be eliminated? Would you rather have this or be fighting for a wild card? You're in. The Mets are in no matter what.
5: Right.
0: But you got to go get the division.
5: But it's to how this is happens to the Mets. It's just their chemistry, how they're built. You know, I've been a Mets fan since 1986, and it's just you're salivating for this, and look what happens. You
0: know? Well, look what happened. Nothing has happened yet. They're tied for the first place in the division. Shouldn't have lost to the Marlins tonight. But they face the Marlins again. Go out and win those games. Beat the Marlins. Go and sweep the Braves. Control your own destiny. They have good enough players, a good enough manager to go do it. It isn't what just happens to the Mets. There's no more woe is me, Mets. Sky is falling. This is Steve Cohen's Mets. the make it happen, Mets. They'll be all right. Keep McPherson on the fan. That's all I've got. Cam to 2 a.m. Keep it locked right here. CeeLo is next. Chris Lopresti. Chris Lopresti. Let me say his name right as I'm rushing out. We'll rock until we get to the morning show. Thank you for calling up. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I'll be back later on tonight to do this again. The Yankees clinch. ALE's champs. I'm out.
2: Sports Radio 1019 FM. FM.